0: You've read your doctor profile. If you're mad as hell and not going to take this anymore, stay with ReachMDXM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, your host, and with me today is Dr. Dale McGee. Dr. McGee is president of the Massachusetts Medical Society and past chair of the Society's Committee on the Quality of Medical Practice. Dr. McGee is an assistant professor of clinical obstetrics and gynecology at the University of Massachusetts Medical School and holds a master's degree in health policy and quality measurement from the Dartmouth Center for Health Policy. Today we're discussing physician profiling, the gatekeeper in sheep's clothing. Welcome, Dr. McGee. It's great to have you with us at the Clinician's Roundtable.
1: Thanks for inviting me. In the
0: 1976 Academy Award-winning movie, Network, written by noted author Patty Chayefsky, the protagonist, Howard Beale, said, you've got to say this. I'm a human being. My life has value. I want you to get up right now and go to the window. Open it. Stick your head out and yell, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore. Things have got to change. But first, you've got to get mad. Why did it take New York State Attorney General Andrew Cuomo getting mad before someone stood up to the insurance company regarding the issue of physician profiling?
1: I think Attorney General Cuomo was someone with enough power to actually have the influence that he wanted. There were plenty of people who have been mad as hell up until now and who have been screaming and have tried not to take it anymore. But even large branches of organized medicine have not had the influence that Attorney General Cuomo has had.
0: But we don't get in the press. We don't get on the news. Why? We control a lot of money. We have a lot of
1: members. That is true, but by the same token, I think that within a few months' time, Attorney General Cuomo has accomplished more than we in medicine have been able to accomplish over many years.
0: Yeah, he's my man. I wish he was running for president. Right. I'd like to discuss with you your commentary that you wrote and was published in the Boston Business Journal December 14, 2007 entitled, A Better Road to Healthcare Transparency. Regarding Attorney General Cuomo, does it mean that without the legal system, we're cooked?
1: Well, I think that we need some protections. And uh, right now, healthcare delivery and the managed care organizations and the various interventions that they have put into place, whether it's rating physicians or whether it's pre-authorization or the like, these interventions can have an effect on health care. They can have an effect on access or on physicians' reputations or on costs for patients, but there are very little in the way of requirements for oversight. And one of the things that I thought was very important that Attorney General Cuomo mandated be put in place for tiering is an independent agency to oversee this, to be sure that there weren't unintended consequences. And I say hooray for that because right now there is no... FDA or other organization that represents the best interests of patients in this, and there needs to be.
0: Should this be on a national
1: level then? I believe it should.
0: I I think that's a fascinating idea. As president of the Medical Society, I'm sure you talked to other Medical Society presidents, has anybody tried to put this into motion to lobby for something like this?
1: I think a lot of this is very new. And although we have talked about the idea that there needs to be some independent oversight for some time, that the fact that Attorney General Cuomo has put this forward as a requirement suddenly makes it possible. Up until now, I think that it has been the idea of several physicians or small organizations, and it hasn't had the traction that it has now.
0: Have you written anything about this? Is something more that I could read, sort of where you congealed your ideas on the subject?
1: Actually, the first presentation I gave on this was probably 12 years ago in which I said then exactly what I just said to you now, which is that we need an FDA for managed care, that there really needs to be in place someone who says before any intervention is put in place, it needs to be trialed in a certain standardized way. There need to be certain results here. We need to look for whether it's effective. We need to look for whether it is safe. We need to understand whether there are unintended consequences. Then going forward, these sorts of interventions need to be monitored.
0: Is this something CMS could do, or are they doing any of these kind of things already?
1: I'm not aware of CMS doing this at this time. It may require an independent agency. CMS, after all, is a health care provider that is busy looking for ways to affect access and save money on its own. I do believe you need an independent uh, organization to oversee this.
0: Would it be realistic in other states where we may not have such an aggressive attorney general as as Andrew Cuomo is, but anyone can file a lawsuit. Should the medical societies be using his action as a prototype and going to court in other states?
1: Part of it has to do with the fact that there often are mandates regarding responsibility and the like. And one of the problems that we've had in Massachusetts is difficulty in getting acceptance of the notion that plans may be actually responsible for the outcomes of a patient's care. That has not occurred here in Massachusetts yet, and so it becomes difficult then to bring legal action saying that as a result of a planned actions, uh, a particular outcome occurred.
0: I'd like to talk about if there are any hard improvements that uh, Attorney General Cuomo was able to achieve. One of the items, again, talking from your paper, was ensuring rankings not solely based on cost data. What other data will be used, and how will we ensure that other data will be used?
1: Well, right now, an awful lot of the rankings are using claims. So even if they are looking at quality, the quality has to do with information that is abstracted from claims. And until we have electronic data that is more clinical, that may be abstracted from electronic medical records, we will be stuck in the mode of using information that deals with diagnosis and charge and procedure. So right now, the Cuomo criteria don't specify that you have to use clinical data, but they're saying that you need to look at quality and content as well as cost.
0: Another item was using established national standards to measure quality. Do we have those standards yet, or is that why you were talking about this independent agency? And is it going to be the academic standard or the community standard?
1: I don't think it's going to be a community standard. And there are agencies, the National Quality Foundation is approving measures for a number of different agencies, and I think that the National Quality Foundation has a good process in place of bringing together expert panels and looking at the different measures, both from the point of view of what they're trying to measure and whether it's valid or not, as well as from the point of view of how practical it is to measure some of these things. There's only a certain amount of information, for example, that you can get out of a claim, and you can't torture it too much and try to make it uh, tell you something that it it can't tell you.
0: I'd like to pause for just a moment to welcome those who are just joining us at the Clinician's Roundtable. Stay with ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. Dale McGee, president of the Massachusetts Medical Society, and we're discussing physician profiling. He is over the top, but I don't know if you ever get to listen to Jim Cramer, Mad Money, on CNBC. (laughs)
1: My son watches him all the time.
0: I mean, it's a great show, but guy made a lot of money in a hedge fund. But he said yesterday, and he was talking about Ben Bernanke and the Fed, he said, they're amateurs, they're academics, they don't know what they're doing. Well, most guidelines are evidence-based medicine, and if you look carefully, the consensus of the experts is generally class 1C evidence, which means it's what they think is a good idea. They're not really using hard data, and yet, you know, they don't take care of patients. They don't worry at night that something may go wrong with their patient or someone may have an adverse outcome. You know, they go home and eat dinner. How can you not use a community standard or get really input from the community practicing physicians on these committees? I know you practice currently obstetrics, gynecology, have an active practice, but most of the time, these so-called experts are sitting in their academic chairs somewhere and have absolutely no concept of what a doctor lives with on a day-to-day basis.
1: I think that's why when you start off, any improvement process begins at the very start where you're trying something that makes sense, that you think will work, and you know that you have to continually see how good you're doing, revise it, go back, change it if it's necessary. And that process has to be much more active in the quality measurement and improvement process. That, again, gets back to the concept that we had talked about of an oversight agency that monitors the effects of the various reporting and uh, tiering and other processes that are going on. And so I think that we need to be able to measure those things and change them. It may start off sounding like it's a very reasonable thing to measure, but then when you see it actually in practice, you may realize, that it's not leading to an improvement of care, that it's not cutting costs, that it's not improving health, and in fact, should be abandoned or should be modified in some way. I think that those kinds of questions have to be asked, not only of the care we deliver, but of the way we measure the care that we deliver.
0: We keep coming back to a national independent organization to set these standards. Do you see it in the foreseeable future?
1: I honestly believe that once everybody gets past the adversity that exists right now and begins to work together, that the necessity of this will become apparent. I think right now physicians tend to be so angry by what is happening that they don't know where to turn. I think a lot of the plans are occupying themselves, just dealing with the adversarial relationship that exists. And I think if everybody were working together, the necessity of this would become apparent.
0: Have you talked to anyone in the, you know, like congressmen, senators who might champion something like this. Obviously, it's going to take funding. It's a huge project to get another agency up and running. Do you find anybody who can do these things that has an open ear? You know, do we have champions yet?
1: Well, I think that it is going to make more sense at the federal level once it's been trialed at the state level. And so I believe that what is going on in New York State should be watched very closely.
0: Is there anything similar going on in any other states that you're aware of?
1: In Massachusetts here, I would say that there is a reasonable collaborative process between an organization called the Massachusetts Health Quality Partners, which is a collaboration of the plans as well as the Medical Society and the Department of Public Health. Together, reports are designed and trialed. And I think that that's a step in the right direction. There is no cost data that's involved in this. It can't be uh, drilled down to the individual patient level at this time. But I think that the people are at the table, the process is in motion, and some possibilities exist. In addition, here in Massachusetts, there's the Quality and Cost Council of the state government that is charged with providing reports on the quality and cost of care delivered in this state. Although they haven't arrived there yet, I hope, that they see that there's a lot of value in using this mechanism, not only to report on care, but to be part of the solution.
0: Are any of their reports in the public domain, say, I wanted to look at that and use that as a prototype to bring to perhaps people I know at the Illinois State Medical Society?
1: The Massachusetts Health Quality Reports are in the public domain. The Quality and Cost Council of the state, however, has not been fully designed yet, and so that's not up and running.
0: I see. I think this has been a great discussion, I'd like to thank Dr. Dale McGee, who's been my guest, and we've been discussing physician profiling. I'm Dr. Bill Rutenberg. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions. Please visit us at ReachMD.com and take advantage of our on-demand and podcast features, which allows you access to our entire program library. Thanks for listening. I wish you good day and good health.